Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Father, we give you praise. Father, we worship you. We bless your name. 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 Oh, we give you glory. Oh, we give you glory. We worship you, Jesus. We bless you. Oh, ancient, 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 ancient king. We worship you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray, use my tongue this morning and help us, Lord, to have a blessing today through your word, through this ministration. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, to be honest, I don't really have anything to, to teach, but um, I just want to see if we can capture maybe a, a kind of an, an attitude um, around this kind of season that we need to have. I, I thank God for Pastor James yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yes, for his charge yesterday. And he, he, he emphasized on the attitude of fear and reverence and quaking of the heart. And we know that's one of the essential attributes or attitude of heart that you must have for entrance into, where, into the, the realm of the, of the holiest. Uh, so this is, a <clears throat> this is a time, the season of um, acquiring all the attitudes, acquiring all the postures of our heart. It's a time of making war to make sure that nothing that is contrary to the way is left in us. And I, by God's grace, the Lord will continue to peel the layers in our soul of everything the Lord has installed there. Amen. So let's just read Hebrews chapter 10, verse, from verse 20, verse 19, Hebrews 10, verse 19. It says, having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his flesh, and having an high priest over the house of God, that let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, and having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with what? With pure water. Amen. So let us say a new and living way. A new and living way. Verse 20. A new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil. That is to say his flesh. Now one thing I began to to see as the meeting went on, as the meeting has been, been going on and progressing, I began to now realize that this way is not just a way with which you cross the veil. That's an aspect of it, right? Because it's, they said it's a way through the veil, but it's not, that's not all. Crossing the veil is not all that actually pertains to the way. So, so the way crosses the veil, but it doesn't mean it ends after you have crossed the veil. 
Does that make sense? That you can have a way that passes a point, but that point, when it passes that point, the fact that it passes that point doesn't mean that the way stops. So, so what became clear to me is that this new and living way, even though it crosses the veil, it seems like this way is a very long way. That this way is actually the way that leads to God himself. In other words, that this way does not end until you have gotten to God. It is through the veil, but it doesn't stop after, immediately after the veil. Praise God. It is through the veil. So, and one of the ways to know is that the provision of the blood is actually a provision of God. So, the blood has things in it that actually pertain to God. I know we're seeing, Reverend was speaking about being the only begotten of the Father. He spoke about different levels of sonship. That there's the sonship of Christ who is a son. There's also the sonship of the Father. Praise the Lord. And then there's the sonship of God himself. Amen. So God, that son, and when you see the son in the book of 1 John chapter 5, um, it speaks about how the son came, right? That is him that came by water and by blood. And not by water only, right? But he also came by what? By water and the blood. And is the spirit that beareth witness. So, of course, this, this, this son who came by blood, that blood, amen, is actually the blood of all the blood means the carrier of life information. Right? The life which he has is within his blood. So it means that for every, the blood archives all the stages of birth that the son went through until he arrived at Hebrews. When he, God now said that today have I begotten you. See, that, that all the, the effective materials involved in that begetting process is also inside the blood. Does that make any sense? So it means that the blood of Jesus is actually, when you check his blood right now, where he is, if you're able to go to Jesus and say, okay, let me take your blood and get a sample of it and let's test it. You find out that blood, you also find that this, this blood is also the blood of God. Do you understand that? Now, but when you now check the blood, you now find out that the blood has departments inside it. That inside Jesus is Jesus, who is the man. The word Jesus is the, is the embodiment of salvation. Everything that pertains to salvation, you find it inside Jesus. Praise God. Now, so in his blood, you now begin to find, in the blood of Jesus, you find the blood of Christ. Inside the, the blood of Jesus, you find also the blood of the Father inside there. And you'll find also the blood of God. What I, what I mean is that you will find materials. Those are different genetics. Different genetic information that are inside the same blood of Jesus. Does that make sense? So it means that this way, this blood that is, is consecrated for us through the veil. Through the veil. Amen. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the word, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, 
which he had consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say his word, his flesh. Amen. So the, the cause for this time is the feasting of the blood. Of course, not just the blood, of course, the flesh and then the blood of Jesus. Amen. The feast of the flesh and the feast of what? Of the blood of Jesus. Now the blood, now this blood is flowing from a high place. Now I looked at the flyer that was designed, it was actually designed in Lagos. Praise God. You know when you say that kind of skill, it's not from here. We don't have that thing here. Amen. So no one should think that we designed it. Not this one. <laughs> the actual one. <laughs> Praise God. So when you look at that flyer, I, I began to look at it and you see, I don't know if it's possible to put it up, but you see there is a, um, it's, it, it, it gives a sense of a way, right? But when you look at that way, it's almost like a, it's a river. It's like a river, it's like a stream that is flowing and then it gets to a tree. It arrives at a tree at the end. And I said, well, this is actually accurate. It's actually true that this way, uh, what I began to see is that this way is not dry ground. Yes. It's not, it's not asphalt. It's not gravel. It's not paved. Amen. God does not walk on. When you get to this realm, the ground where they walk on is not solid. Now, it's solid for those who are equipped to take that kind of way. But to the natural man who is used to walking on the earth, who is used to walking on the earth, he can't take that way. <laughs> because that way takes faith. It is not, it, it, does, it, it doesn't, it's not stable. Is not stable to an unstable soul. Praise God. So there's a, there's a stability which men find on the earth. And that's one of, one of the things that he was actually teaching. It's like the wisdom of Satan for the present is to give stability to men. Satan will make the earth. You know how the earth ground is? The ground is very, very solid. So when you put your feet here, you know where the next one is going to land. You can, nothing, no, no variance, no unknown. You can just walk with boldness and everything. You can even add some swag and everything because the ground is sure. The reason why guys can walk with swag is because the ground is sure. So it doesn't involve fate. Praise the Lord. It doesn't, but when you say water, water is different. Water is, is different. You need, you need ability to navigate waters. So, so this way is actually, is actually a waterway. It's a waterway that you need, you need skill, spiritual skill. You need ability. Was it Pastor TJ that was teaching about ability? That ability must come. It's actually an ability. You must be able to pass this way. You must be made able to pass this way. Praise God. So you see that thing, is, it's like a, a water that is flowing. So it's actually, the, the way through the veil is actually a, a, a waterway. It's actually a stream. 
is a stream that actually that's leading. Now, you saw the tree of life in that place, but I don't think that's the end of that water because if you follow daddy's teaching in convention, that you see that the water that actually is getting to that tree is actually coming from somewhere yeah. <laughs> farther than Eden. Praise the Lord. So that, that water is flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing now. Then, then you saw after it comes out of Eden, it now began to separate and begin to go um, in different what, different directions. Now, the sanctuary is, act, is also a, a realm of waters. Or the, the sanctuary is a place where you learn to walk on water. Praise God. It's a, it's a place where the streams of God are I, I diverted into different channels, praise the Lord, for you to begin to learn. You must acquire, and those channels are with different skills, different skill set that will make you to, to rise up and take a high voyage. There's a high voyage in the spirit that if you are not equipped, if you've not been trained to take that, that journey, in that water. You know, the water that is together is not the same as the water that is distributed. The realm of the holy place is a realm of distribution. You see, the seventh spirit is the spirit of the Lord that is distributed because you can't learn the whole spirit the way it is. It's actually a realm of distribution. So, this where the, so the holy place is where the streams of God are distributed with reduced capacities and potential for the purpose of training of the soul to come into familiarity with operating with the waters of God. And that's also the realm of Christ. Christ is a distributed creation. It's a creation that carries the distribution of the life components, the life force of God. Now, when you take a thing and you break it down, now each component in that distributed form it doesn't carry the full force of operation. It's when it comes together, like when you take a water, a stream, and you divert it into different rivers. Each river, you might say, ah, this is a small thing now. Yes, we can cross this thing. We can even walk over it. It's not a big issue. But when you gather the rivers together, and then you can't, it becomes a massive word, flood. Praise the Lord, that you cannot handle. That is... That is what God is. God is a flood. Praise God. God is a flood that anything that has not been a, a enabled to operate in him will drown in. Praise the Lord. What did I say? God, and see that water is also judgment. When God wants to judge, okay, let's, let me let my water flow. Let it flow. When men begin to get strong and begin to speak against God, that's what happened in the time of Noah. You know, it was a type. <laughs> men thought they were strong. Okay, God, let's, let me just flow just a little. <laughs> let me just, let me just, so, you know, it's called a man is just, he's so weak. He's so weak and so terrestrial. Man's breath is tied to the ground. Take him a little higher than the ground, he begins to lose heart. Praise God. Many of us, if you take it to the top of a, 
a third story building, just the site alone, you can even die before anything happens. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so you see this ground, this earth, is a sense of, there's something about it. Um, it gives a sense of security. That's why we are comfortable in our flesh. Anything that wants to move us out of our flesh, we don't like it. We're not comfortable with it. And well, that's what Christ came to do. Christ is the introduction to waters. Is an introduction. It came to teach you to learn how to gain stability in a place that is unstable to flesh. It's a training of the spirit. That's also the reason for the training of the wilderness. Praise God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Are we being blessed this morning? Praise God. So God reigned on the earth with his flood. And then he gave Noah, I think you were saying that, he gave Noah the wisdom on how to build. To You see that wisdom of the ark. What is the ark? The ark is, the, is a design, an engineering design that knows how to manage on the instability that waters bring. And only in the ark design is there that thing called salvation. Salvation is the technology to sustain life in the waters of God. And that must be installed in a soul. If you don't have it, you will drown. God will drown you. So that, I, I say the ark of Noah almost as a type of the, of the ark in the most holy place. They are both arks. <laughs> Right? What is that ark? The ark is that, that thing that can exist in the glory. In fact, the ark, when they now discover that the ark, that that ark is actually a carrier of the presence. When God told Moses that when you come, you look upon on the ark where the cherubims are. So you see the cherubims are also framed for that realm. Praise the Lord. That in, from between the cherubs, upon the mercies, from there will I begin to speak to you. I begin to communicate with you. Praise the Lord. Are you seeing that? So the, the ark is actually a symbol of salvation. And the wisdom of the ark is the, is the mastery of waters. The secret, the power, what can, what the, 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 the information, the strength that can make waters answer, divine waters to answer, is the power of the ark. Am I making sense? We saw the same thing in the book of Joshua. When they got to that, that, that river of Jordan, which is a type, like Daddy said, is a type of the second veil. Like, so that was a great water that the, river, the, the children of Israel could not cross. After they finished the cause of the wilderness, they had to come there and they had to sit there for a while. So how do we cross this thing? And the Lord came to Joshua and told him, you've been around this thing for so long, it's time to go up. Now be strong and be of good courage. It means that if God tells him be strong and be of good courage, there was something there that was making him discouraged. <laughs> now, how many of you know that that veil is the place of discouragement? I mean, I mean, the veil is a point where Christs get discouraged. And Christ is sweet. When you're learning Christ, you feel like, wow, oh my God. The spirit of the Lord is, amen. When you come into mastery, wisdom, understanding, revelation, 
You know, revelation, those spirits can make you feel on top of the world. You know what I mean? The fact that you can just be sleeping and then you're hearing things are just appearing to you. Or you say, oh, that verse over there, and the other one over there. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> that realm, amen. But, and thank God, it's training. Like I said, it's training. Christ is a world of training. Christ is an introduction to spirit. They, they introduce a soul to the world of the spirit, to the realm of the spirit. But when you see a Christ has been raised, then a Christ now can get to a point where he gets discouraged, where all the boldness just flies away. In fact, I feel like when at that very point, I feel like Revelation also flies away at that point. Like it happened to Joshua. He didn't know what to do. And by that time, Moses has gone. And God made sure he took Moses. <laughs> because that's how Joshua started. He said, after this, Moses, the servant of God, died, then God came to speak to Joshua. So that Joshua will not go back to Moses and say, okay, Moses, I, I feel like there are some things in that mountain place when we were there that maybe God told you about this entrance. Amen. Because God is, it's, that was a season for another revelation. When you've journeyed with Christ... You come to a season for another revelation. Actually, the time of the fullness of Christ is a season for another revelation. So they now told Joshua, okay, it's now time. You see, there's a way that you need to pass through this water. But you can't just go like that. You have to sit down and meditate. Praise God. Let's see Joshua. Joshua chapter... Chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Amen. We'll be handing over to Pastor Thompson soon. I know we want to hear from him. Praise God. Um, the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Praise God. And, and verse, verse, um, verse 5, it says, that There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage. For unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I, was, I swear unto their fathers to give them. And only be thou strong. See, he kept saying it. Only be thou strong. So this strength is the same kind of strength. Remember the book of Isaiah chapter 40. That they that do wait upon the Lord. That they shall be strong and then do what? Renew. Do you get that? They, they will be strong. And they will do what? Is that what he said? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew, sorry. They will renew their strength, yes. So they will renew. Say renewal of strength. So of course the renewal of strength is for a new way. You need a new strength for a new way. Then he now began to speak about them mounting up with wings as eagles. That he said they will walk and they won't be weary. They will, they will run and they shall not faint. That word, walking and not being weary, and we're running and not faint, he's talking about 
a fresh strength for a fresh kind of journey that you don't know, you don't have mastery of. That if they don't impart the mastery to you, you will faint and you will be weary. So, the Lord had to, this time is actually an impartation of strength. If you want to ask me, what is God doing in this season, in this program? It's just to impart strength. But this strength is a new strength. It's a, it's a kind of strength. When you begin to feel it, ah, oh, this is a something else. There's some, it's a different kind of strength. And it's a different kind of strength for a different kind of journey. It's a, it's a, it's a strength to break into the most holy kind of life. There's a, there's a most holy conversation. It's most holy. It's higher than the conversation of Christ, which we have seen. You know, we have seen Christ's conversation. Many of us, that's what attracted our hearts to this part. Wow, this is a different conversation. Oh my God, why are they like this? Where is this coming from? Oh my God, why are they different? You know, that kind of thing. For some of us, it's not the revelation that brought us here. It was the conversation. So the conversation is powerful. Because revelation should produce conversation. And a lot of times, the conversation travels farther than the revelation. When you try to travel too far with revelation, after a while, revelation will say, I don't go that far. At some point, I have to change to conversation to travel. But, and then if you force it, you now see other spirits who will tell you, we have revelation that can go far. <laughs> So one of the one of the guaranteed way to enter into error is try to travel far with revelation without the life, without the conversation. You say that there are spirits waiting to carry you and father you and tell you, okay, we can do forget that we can do this journey. You don't worry, you will finish well. You will land. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So so we've seen the conversation of Christ, but now, there is this another season for another kind of strength where you begin to perceive, you begin, it's the strength will come with an appetite. You know, I believe one of the things that had happened to Israel was they lost, they didn't have appetite for promise. God had to remind them, I saw something to your fathers. I promised them something. Look, you guys can't stay here. You have to go over. You've been around this place for what? Too long. So they have to reawaken their appetite. Some of us don't have appetite for the most holy things because we don't even know what they are. So first of all, for one of the purpose of this convention is to spark the, the taste, awaken the taste buds, create appetite for hunger, desire for the most holy life. And where that thing happens at this point here that they got to, so you see, at this point now, we have to, you have to be strong, amen, and then very, what, courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. And verse 8, it said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have good success. So he's telling him that you've journeyed far. Now this is a time for another meditation. Now meditate on this law. Day and night. Keep meditating on it. Keep meditating on it. Keep meditating on it. Till after a while you begin to see new strength begins to come. 
out of a meditation. And the new strength will create prosperity of a way. Is the prosperity of the new way. The prosperity of the new way will come out of the meditation that has to occur in the place of weakness. In the place of is a weakness. You know, you can be strong and weak at the same time. When you get there, you, are, you should be happy. You know, the strength, you have the strength of Christ. But because of a new aroma coming from within... You know, Father, there is a weakness in me for this next place. <laughs> that, that time, I believe that's a, what you call the time of need. That time of need. Amen. That's the point when you come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace to help in the time of need. It's a time of the obtaining mercy of mercy. Praise the Lord. So be, because of the meditation, that same meditation, how many of you know we've been meditating for the last few days from different angles, different graces, different ministration? This is what you call meditation. Using different angles, different skills to, to, to raise thought about a matter. Through meditation, spirit can rise. Grace can rise. Strength can rise. Because meditation, it does a work. It cuts down things. High things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Bringing thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. All of those things happen when meditation is taking place. And those things are, are necessary for the prosperity of the way. Which we need to have to enter into the, into the realm of the holiest. Praise the Lord. How many of us are ready for meditation? Okay, how many of you, I want to get a show of hands. There's a commitment today. And once you raise your hand, you must do what I say. <laughs> <laughs> this is the holy place. I, I, the angels, I mean, <laughs> praise God. So you can, if you raise your hand and you don't do it. Now, how many of you from today you will never complain about the, any message of everlasting life? Amen. Amen. You will never. So you know what this means? It's, this means that anytime Daddy is teaching. Even though it's getting to three hours, four hours, you can never. Because, I mean, I mean, three hours, four hours, they told Joshua day and night. Am I correct? Yes, you, and he said, when you do it day and night, you will make your way prosperous. <laughs> now, I can't tell you, I can't look at your face and tell you day and night. I can't try that. I know that. But, <laughs> the Lord can convert it to your own. Um, amen. And still create prosperity by mercy. So what I'm just trying to say is that you, this is a, you must be ready to hear. Yes, sir. You must be ready for meditation. When, you, when something comes, I don't understand this yet, this thing, because this is a different realm for a different strength, a different appetite, a different aroma. You must have that patience to sit with it. Do what you need to do. If you need to call your brother, call your pastor, listen again and again, wrestle with that thought till it dissolves. Don't let it go. Amen. Because you need to acquire skill for the way. Yeah. My prayer is that nobody will drown. Yeah. You will become a, a, a master of waters. 
You know, what is not, it's not, it's not a calm water. You know, you start with a calm water, you start being led beside still waters. But later, they are not still. It's a springing water. Like I said, it will be in you a well, and after a while, it will spring up. So when you move into the realm of everlasting life, it's the realm of springs. It's actually the realm of the day spring, according to the book of Luke. It's book about the tender mercies from on high, which will visit us. So the day spring from on high. And so when it comes, it will now guide our feet into the way of peace. I said last time that the way of peace is not the way that leads to peace. No. The way that leads to peace is the way of righteousness. Or the paths of righteousness, according to Psalm 23. But the way of peace is the way which those who have made peace need to take. It's the new and living way. It's the way that of peacemakers, their journey. How many of us are blessed today? Praise God. Can I just read two scriptures and then we can, we can go... In the book of Isaiah 35, verse 7, Isaiah 35, verse 7, it says, And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land shall become what? Springs of water. In the habitation of dragons, where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes and and an highway shall be there and a way are you seeing that so when the thirsty land becomes springs of water a parched land becomes first a pool then the thirsty land becomes springs of water amen they now began to speak of habitation of dragons and all of that then verse 8, then there will now appear a highway and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. Amen. So this thing called high, say highway. Now highway of holiness. Highway just means the way of the heights. Right? When you're in the, when you find ways in the sanctuary, but when you want to cross from the sanctuary into the the most holy is, is also the realm of the high. It is the realm where the high priest is the realm of the high life. Everything there is high. Amen. So the highway is actually the summation of the, the potency of, the, of ways in God. When those ways come together, they create entrance into the, 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 the high, the realm of, of the highest in God. Praise the Lord. So it's very clear. These waters will begin to break forth. Let's read another place. No time to dwell on these. Just you can meditate on them in your own time. Let's read um, in Isaiah chapter 62. Praise God. I think we should be familiar with Isaiah 62 by now. Verse... Verse 11 says, Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed to the end of the earth, say ye to the daughters of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. 
behold, his reward is with him and his work is before him. Now, before that, he says, praise God, verse 10. Amen. It says, go through, go through the gates, right? Then prepare you the what? The way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stones and lift up a standard for the people. Then after that, he now began to speak about the proclaiming that goes to the end of the world that says to the daughter of Zion, your salvation cometh. So this daughter of Zion are those who have been fashioned and prepared to take this highway, which he spoke about in verse 10. Praise God. So there is a time of the giving of waters. In Isaiah 41, I think he said, when the poor and needy seek water and their tongue fail for thirst, that the Lord will hear from heaven. He said that he will open up rivers in the desert. Have you read that place? So those rivers are rivers that flow. They are flowing from the realm of God that will begin to show up to people who are candidates for entrance. Praise the Lord. And we must be committed to those waters, this doctrine, the revelations, the teaching, the messages, as the Lord brings them to us. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and we receive the help and the grace that's needed, Lord, for this journey, for this phase of what you are doing with us. Thank you, our Father. We give glory to your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.